Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Fourth Down Focus, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I am Dan Lundy, host of the podcast and founder of Fourth Down University. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, including odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that the MLB is back as well. Who are you picking to win this year's World Series? Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join us at Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Episode 71 of the podcast welcomes Adam Tanowski. Tanowski is the former University of Buffalo kicker uh, back when I used to play a little bit and, uh, and currently the founder of Hammer Kicking Academy. Adam, it is an absolute pleasure to have you on my show for the first time. How are you doing? Very good, Dan. Excited to be here, man. I know we've had some real good communication and I am excited to be on the podcast with you today and uh, always a big fan and even more so now and excited to be on there. Yeah, so obviously people who listen to the show are interested in fourth down and specifically the specialists. It's it's interesting. This kicking community, um, as most people are well aware, it's very territorial. Coaches have a lot of egos. Um, we all do, right? Uh, and we take a lot of pride in the players, but I think sometimes that turns into negativity amongst the coaches. And I'm just grateful for guys like you. And there's been a number of guys in the kicking industry that have come on who are who are not my partner per se. There, there's no affiliation with Fourth Down U. Our only interest is a common one in kicking, punting, and snapping. And uh, unfortunately, this kicking industry um, has a lot of jaded individuals who are, who are, instead of building bridges, they're building walls. So uh, again, thank you very, very much for your relationship. And I want to talk a little bit more about you and your story. So let's start from the top. Hammer Kicking Academy, I saw that it was founded in 2008. And it has since become one of the most recognized brands in the kicking industry. Can you share a little bit about the story of HKA and and what led to it and what your plans are moving forward? Absolutely. So number one, we did start in 2008. We had uh, four clients uh, from Western New York. Uh, One went to Memphis, one went to Rutgers, one went to Pittsburgh, and uh, one went to Tennessee. All of them wound up playing. The one at Tennessee wound up being an FCS All-American at Albany after he got hurt and had to transfer. And so we started with four people and we were able to get some scholarships. I said, hey, you know, my girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife, uh, encouraged me to move forward with the camp and be proud of the camp and not take another job. And so we started moving forward, started to expand. Our first ever branch was with Michigan, where Shane Hines, who is now the owner of Hines Kicking, who was my lead counsel for a long time and is a phenomenal athletic director in Michigan, um, helped us start our our first branch there. And, um, you know, we enjoyed expanding and we decided that, hey, we were going to expand and we were not just going to be a charting camp. We were going to do a traveling training facility where we trained in different locations everywhere we went and we always focus on form focused stuff. So, you know, we were able to grow. We, we had some people who became very, very much 
not so impressed, but happy with how their kids responded to our camps. And we've had great local coaches that have continued to send their people there from, you know, obviously your guys down in Florida. I know James Wilhoyd recently in Tennessee, some of the one-on-one guys in Dakota Tillman, Luke Gaddis, Brian Egan, who do a wonderful job with their guys on a weekly or bi-weekly basis that allow us to be able to work with their guys and also work with them on a form level rather than just a charting level have really helped with the growth of this. Um, I also have a wonderful staff. I mean, to where we are today would never be without uh, Gunnar Daniel, Travis Malinowski, Seth Cotton, and Conrad Brake. I mean, our snapping program has gone from having maybe three snappers to a camp to having 46 Division One snapping commits last year. Um, very proud of where we've grown to in that part. But, you know, Dan, I'm sure you know as well as I do that you're really not who you are without your kids. If you don't have kids who are committed to being great and committed to wanting to do the right thing, you're not going to grow and you're just going to become a meaningless part of this community, which there is so much of, you know, with us, I try to answer every text message personally. I know from dealing with your guys, like the Getmans, who I think was our first crossover together to Matt, who just got married and is going to kick the Jags again, the personal relationships that you could build, answer a text message. Don't send the generic DM out. Don't do things that has helped us become and build our brand. And we want to be that personal people. And we want to stay with you, not for one day, but, We'd like to stay with you for the rest of your career. And we very much appreciate that. And we also want to create a family community. I mean, there's a group of freshmen in this country that donated to an unbelievable cause in Arkansas with all of their points and their scores because they were friends. I won't say his name since everyone uses him for marketing, but they did an unbelievable job of being friends and having a community to continue to train and continue to push each other. So I would tell you, Dan, from our story, started very small. We were able to develop our brand and what we did and then building that family atmosphere and that referral atmosphere and continue to push each other through peers pushing you as well as our staff has kind of been what we wanted to do. Yeah. I like your mantra with the kids and it, it's something that permeates through the whole organization. I imagine it's bet on yourself and it sounds like that, well, you have to, it doesn't sound like it. It's facts that if you want to build something great, you've got to start, you know, and, and everyone starts, amongst themselves, maybe with one or two other guys that are going to help you along. But I think it's been wonderful. And I think that you've grown exponentially because of the way you make these kids feel, you know, you empower them and um, you don't blow smoke up their butt per se, per se, but, but you build them. Right. And, and, and then you guide them and you mentor them and you, and you're real with them. And I think a lot of people have a hard time with that because they, they assume that you're going to steal them. And what I learned about you uh, I guess it's been about eight years ago with Noah Getman, who's now an All-American, probably going to be on, playing on Sundays, is Noah spoke very highly of you. And I respected Noah and I respected Joe Getman. And, and, and when my people, you know, the people that I care about, my internal family speaks highly of someone outside of my circle, I'm inclined to want to go meet that person because I think that more guys like me and you that can collaborate, whether it's a partnership or whether it's one event per year, I think if you have the kid's best interest, you need to build these bridges, as mentioned. And uh, again, I'm thankful for our bridge. So I want to transition to this. You obviously have a very good record in helping these kids transition to the next level. Um, but what I like most about you is there is a component of instruction, and there is very little to do with stars and rankings, okay? 
Um, what do you consider to be essential for high school specialists to draw the attention of college coaches? Okay, so number one, um, I don't see a possibility to rank the difference between one and two or 14 or 15. Then, like I said, all my camps, you know, I have no allegiance to any ranking service, but I do send my, I, I do tell my kids to go to Coles. I do think Jamie is a phenomenal evaluator of talent, and that's why he's able to do things in the NFL that allow him to be a very good evaluator of talent when he was with the Bears. So if I'm going to send someone to get a star ranking or want to be ranked, because as you know, some of these kids want a number and a star next to them, even though they don't need it sometimes, that's where I would send my kids. I personally think, and I'm sure that I know me and you have talked actually, Dan, before we go, I, I used one of your things today that we talked about yesterday about how you have to start with the first chapter to read your book. And well, I'm going to transition into that. I think the number one thing that high school specialists need to get the attention of college coaches, number one, they have to kick well. And you don't kick well without bad, without good form. You cannot okay. kick well with bad form. So the key that everyone needs to be is and need to have is be smooth, understand your swing. And I know, Dan, I know from your guys, from Noah to Crenshaw to Grant Reddick. And then when I told Matt, when he got to UCF to go to you, how much Matt respects you, you know, obviously, you know, as well as I do, if you're not able to self-correct, you're not going to build yourself into a good kicker. So with us, I can tell a kid, have balance, 65-degree angle with your foot, stay linear in your approach, don't ground yourself in your second step, roll into it, glide into your plant, plant correctly. But if they're not able to look at that film when they're not on the field with someone like myself, someone like you, one of their other coaches, and they're just kicking to kick, they're not getting better. So for any high school kid who's going to watch what we say on Twitter or watch what we say on this podcast, the thing that people are looking for is, first of all, kick well. Also, kicking is not a cookie cutter industry. You don't need to look like someone else, but you do need to look like yourself. So if you could be smooth and continue your progression and look good and look the same every time you do it, that's what a college coach is looking for. Because Dan, I think you know as well as I do that some of these college coaches, they know a little bit or some more about kicking. I mean, you look at people now like Kyle DeWean at Rice, who's spectacular. Alan Tucker, who just took, in, who is a phenomenal snapper, who took the job at Akron. These guys who are former specialists, Cody Shecks at Arkansas State, who are allowing themselves to transition as former specialists and teach the right things. I think that what you're looking for when you go to kick for a college coach, number one, kick or snap well. Number one, repeatability and repeatable motion look the same every time you're doing something. And I think that draws more attention. Also, I couldn't stress even more, and I know we'll probably talk about this a little bit later. Twitter is the fake world. If you're putting a 70-yard field goal on Twitter and everyone can see that you have a hurricane of a wind behind you, what good is that? Coaches would rather see a 45, 47, a 51 in consecutive order that shows the right kicks. And I mean, 73% of college football field goals were inside of 39 yards last year. So, I mean, what are you attempting 74? I mean, not everyone could be Cade York. Not everyone could be Alex Kessman. Those, not everyone could be Dominic Everly, Harrison Bucker, Justin Tucker. But everyone could play on 48 Saturdays by being an 85% kicker inside of 50 yards. Agreed. 
you know, and I look in hearing you say that, I think about a Cairo Santos who's 5'8, 160. Um, he's probably about 175 now, but he was 160 on paper, probably 155 until junior year in college. So my point is he was a shrimp. He knows it. Yeah. He knows it, but know thyself. Like you just said, he didn't aspire to look like Chris Boswell. Chris Boswell was in his conference. Chris was 6'3, 210. Not happening, right? What Kyra realized very quickly was I love to kick. I want to make a living off this. I've been blessed with the ability to strike a ball. I now need to fine tune and extract extraneous things, get rid of all the excessive, right? Think of it like a golfer, takeaway variables. Mm -hmm. I think that's feasible. And I think all these kids need to realize, like you said, man, is, is be yourself, know yourself, and know how to chase that moment of repeatability because you're going to deviate off that perfect day. We have our bad days. I mean, I have several. Um, but the trick is to acknowledge what the problem is and to work through it and be patient with it, but be persistent with it. And I'll tell you, Dan, um, so we had our kid from pre-draft get to learn under Cairo last year and Brian Johnson from Virginia Tech, who also I, I didn't mention early, Desi Cohen is phenomenal in Virginia with virtual kicking. He's a great human being and a phenomenal person in the lifting and stretching aspect of things also. So with Brian, Brian got to learn from Cairo how to be a professional. And Cairo, who is now what, you know, he's got 4 million guaranteed, he's not getting cut, was able to share the mentality and share that things with Brian. And like you said, it's all about being yourself. I mean, there's no one who stands like this, but Cairo does, and it's fantastic. And it works for him. And like you said, it's not the kicky cut, not the kicking cutter industry. It's the exact same thing. So that is a per, you know, that's a perfect example. I mean, Cairo Santos, 5'8. 165 group of five school in new Orleans wins the Groza comes out, goes to the chiefs, goes to the bears, bounces around. And I mean, I think that in the conditions he plays and could, could be considered one of the best in the league last year. Hmm. Yeah. I'm I know it's your boy too, man. I know. And I know Boz is your boy too. So, I mean, that's the same conference. Those are two different people. And they were nobodies, which, you know, we'll talk about this later too. And you're an expert and I confide in you for, for the recruiting side of things. Cause I try to spend as much time in the field as possible. However, I do realize that there there's gotta be more time and emphasis place where, where you are the expert. So I appreciate your, your, your mentorship there as well with uh, learning the landscape, if you will. And what I mean by that is it's okay to go to rice. It's okay to go to Tulane. In fact, it's okay to go to Southeast Missouri because from what I recall, the hashes, and the uprights and all the measurables in between are the exact same. And you've got to make your kicks. If you go 21 for 21 at mainland high school, you know, people are going to notice that nationwide without a doubt. And I think that's the brilliant thing about what it is we do is, is we're able to give these kids an opportunity to, it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. The NFL is not going to say, well, you threw on, you know, a division three secondary. No, 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 no. It's all the same, you know, and it's, that's a brilliant thing. Right. Um, I want to move on to this 23 recruiting cycle. We are now pretty much shifting completely to the focus of these rising seniors who are, in fact, 2023s. I want you, if you could speak to the entire 23 class, pretend they're they all of a sudden just jumped in this Zoom meeting. What advice would you offer them leading into the summer um, before their senior seasons? And so, uh, you know, we just had our Zoom a couple of weeks ago with our 23s. I'm sure my language would be a little different with them. Uh, but <laughs> I say that's uh, number one, remember that Twitter is the fake world. Taking pictures does not mean you're recruited. Also, 
tagging coaches is something that has become something that people say to do that is just something that they're trying to get you to retweet with coaches and nothing. If you tag Dan, so you're Dan Lundy, you had a scholarship offer to Miami, you're going to play. All right. You know, we're going to tag seven coaches in your post. If none of those coaches like your tweet and none of those coaches even follow you, how is that recruiting? That's not recruiting. So what I could say is number one, to the entire class, be unique. Do not be generic. If you're going to ask five girls to prom, are you going to ask them with the same message? Are you going to tag them all in the same post? Are you going to put them in a group message? Make coaches feel like you're the one they want to talk to. Engage in them and understand what's going on. I could also tell you that the number one thing that I could say if parents listen to this, be involved in your kid's life. Dan, one of the first things that threw me to you, you're an awesome father. I think I'm a good father. I like good fathers. You know, even yesterday we talked, we kind of messed around our kids' schedules to have our conversation. Yeah. I'll tell you this, be involved in your kid's life. You know, there's a lot of camps out there who tell you that they don't want to hear from you. That's fine. You should not lead your kid's conversation. But if you think your kid is getting a $250,000 scholarship without that school knowing who you are and their family and showing that you're not engaged in their life, you're not going to get that scholarship. So what I would say to that class, don't be generic, be unique. Try to talk to coaches through direct messaging, text messaging, FaceTime, on visits. And parents, be involved. And these are your kids. They're 17, 16, 18 years old. You wouldn't let them make a decision on where they're going on vacation by themselves, but you're going to let them make a decision on where they're going to college. <laughs> be involved in your kid's life. Be involved in their recruiting. You don't have to talk to know if it's a huge card salesman. If you as an adult at 45 or 50 or even 35 parents years old, you have life experience. If that coach sounds too good to be true, more than likely he is too good to be true. And there are great coaches out there, like great people. I mean, there are so many good coordinators who care about these kids and care about doing a good job and make sure they all feel welcomed all the time. And there are schools that have millions of people. You I mean, you look at Brian Mason. Brian Mason has brought in probably 30 people at the University of Notre Dame this year, year, and he makes every one of them try in a jersey, feel welcome, and engage with them personally. Carl Mazalowski, who I can't say where he's going, but he just left Louisville today, has done an amazing job making kids feel welcome and want to come back and show them real interest. Jackson White and Todd Goble at NC State telling people, hey, listen, no matter what, if you come visit, we need to see you live. We're not having a giant specialist camp, but we're going to have people live and we need to see you. So if your parents can't afford to make the trip twice, only come once. That is an awesome thing to say to people because kids want to push their parents. And I'm sure you know as well as I do. I'd give my son anything he could. I'm sure you could give your girls anything you could. You would send them there. So the, what I would say, be unique. Don't get sucked into Twitter where you want to put on a jersey and a visor and gloves when that's not real recruiting. And tagging coaches. I don't know who came up with that as an idea for recruiting, but I mean, that's not being recruited. I couldn't agree more. Um Wow. There's a lot there. Uh, I just want to go back to the Twitter being fake. You know, uh, what, what, when you said that earlier in the conversation, what I also wanted to bring up was 
I looked up a stat, Adam, that since 1970, there have been 25 field goals outside 60. How about that? How about that math? That's 52 years ago, and there's been 25. So every other year, there's one, right? Like, that's just unreal to me. Like, that blew my mind. Um, so when these kids are doing this, you know, rolling out 20 balls and just posting 160 with a gale force wind behind their back, I do think that's silly. And I also think it's very silly to assume that I'm being recruited because I got to put on the jersey and put the gloves on and get in that cool little pose down on my knees. Um, it makes them feel good, unfortunately. We talk about this all the time on the show that there's almost like a that's enough to show all my friends that I'm equal or I'm, I'm, I'm right there next to this guy that's maybe actually getting a real offer. Right. And it's unfortunate because you, you just got to put first things first. And um, I love what you said about being unique. Um, it doesn't hurt to post kick specific training film from a very, very, you know, compartmentalized part of a drill. These coaches like process kids that they don't need the flash and the glitz and the glam. In fact, they're all trying to do that. So I love what you said. Post something different. Be unique. Stand out. I couldn't agree more than it. And distance-wise, I mean, you look at this, Dan. So I've, I've done top 40 for seven years. Okay? This is the eighth year this year. We don't attempt to kick outside of 54 yards. Okay? It's a 26-kick chart through the five days that you're charting besides for competitive kicks. I've never – I've had – excuse me. I've had one person who is an FCS all-American Maddox Trujillo is the only person in the history of top 40 that has now had two draft picks uh, alumni. We'll have two more this year that will probably draft pick alumni. And we have never, that's the first person to ever go a hundred percent. So to think that a coach is recruiting you on a 65 or a 60 yard field goal, he's not, he's recruiting you on, can you go 10 of 11 from 29 to 54. And when they call you out to make your kick, can you bury that from 38 yards to win the game? Because you know what? They're making 400 grand to support their family at that power five level as a special teams coordinator. They better pick the right person who has ice in their veins. And let's just talk, listen, I know everyone says this and I love him more than anything. I think he's, he's the worst golfer. So if that's the clip online, you should put this, he's the worst golfer. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, Cameron Little as a freshman, stands out there, you knew that kick was going in. Hands down, 100%, because he knows his swing. It's the most unique swing in the entire country, and he can still stand out there because he knows his swing, and he buries it right down the pipe. Absolutely. And 60, I don't know if kids have ever really tried in a game, but I've been back deep, and in a game, I think things look way further. You know? You, you know? <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> That, that's a different story. I mean, the only one, only one we bring on here, you bring on Alex Kessman. I think he was like, uh, like 80% from 50 plus. And he was like 68 from inside of 50. I think he's the only one who got better as he got deeper. He, I really enjoyed <laughs> watching him last year. He had some big kicks. Yeah, man, he, he did that 58 for speech. He was unreal. So, I mean, I would tell you, but so that's what I would say. I would say that, uh, I love that you said that. I mean, I, I don't train outside of 55 yards. There's no reason to. Amen. So I want to talk a little more about recruiting. We know it's, com yep. we know it's competitive, right? Uh, many families, mm -hmm. many of these like moms and dads will hire third parties to assist in this recruiting process. Right. Unfortunately, I, I'm well aware of a lot of what's transpired. Like I, my, my kids go to several 
places for this assistance or have in the past. And what I found is there's more misinformation than facts. And I'd like you to share some of these common misconceptions that are in recruiting that are being presented to these, these moms and dads and athletes on a daily basis. I'll tell you this. Number one, there's no recruiting service in the country who understands kicking. Um, <laughs> no, there's, they're, they're, they're not. There's a reason why Ben Fentress does such an amazing job for Mike at one-on-one. Ben is phenomenal. Does one of the better jobs because he was a coordinator. Um, and me and Ben met talking about a kicker and he said, I was the only coach who ever called him. Um, and Ben is awesome. Just a great person. He's in the West Indies. I know he's not going to see the show. We'll laugh about it at some point, but there's so many people who are just throwing money at recruiting where they could do smart things. If you pay for training and let your trainer help you decide on some schools with the assistance of people that he trusts, like me and you have a little network. Um, I know, you know, and a network in a community that we control. If you're able to pay for training and do the right things, why are you paying $1,800 or $1,500 or $1,200 to a recruiting site when you know that some of these recruiting sites, I mean, I don't know which ones. I mean, I know I've just from talking to coaches, sometimes they get a kickback for logging on and just clicking on certain profiles to make sure that they do things. You looked at recruiting sites on Twitter this year, you saw some coaches calling them out saying, Hey, let's just, you know, university, state university never asked you guys for anything. Why are you saying we reached out to you? And I mean, people have to understand, you know, you're trying to scam a kid, but you're not scamming a kid. You're scamming a parent. You know, you're scamming a parent who might work 40 hours overtime for their kid to be able to come to just take one visit or pay for a recruiting service that is not going to give them anything towards a return on their investment. All right. So I think that with recruiting services, you know, if they're not helping you walk through the process and understand what's going on, it's very hard to consider it legitimate. Like if you look, there's one that's a great one. Okay. If you look out in Oklahoma area, there's a place called the Bedford agency. He cares about his kids. He makes calls. He has true connections and he's not just putting his guys on the website and saying, Hey, people will see you because I'm a recruiting service. If you don't have someone who's calling for you or actually pushing you, what are you paying for? You're paying for information that is readily available for you. Someone's going to tell you, hey, go to college camps. Yeah, I could Google it on their website. Hey, tag these coaches. I could tag these coaches too. It doesn't mean that they're going to like this post. So I would tell anyone, listen, I don't want to mistake anyone for how they do their business or how much money they make from it or what they do in their business. But kicking is a very unique industry. It is a niche. To think that someone who's never had a kicker go to college could recruit you to a school is, is misleading. Now, are there some companies that can? Yes, absolutely. I'm sure there are some recruiting companies and some people who just recruit who can help you but there's an awful lot of misconception that, hey, if you pay this amount of money to someone, you're going to get in front of coaches and be recruited. And if you get a Twitter DM that just says, hey, come to our camp, we saw you on this recruiting site. Are they really recruiting you 
or are they telling you to come to their camp? Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I think that, especially now, I mean, when you and I came up, um, it was tougher, but now I think in terms of accessibility, um, if you are resourceful enough to say, I don't know, Stetson is really close to me, Stetson university football staff. I mean, if you add the special teams coordinator, the analyst, the quality control, the director of recruiting, and the guy that's responsible for your area, it might be the linebackers coach, but the guy that come, mm. the guy that comes to your high school. And in addition to that, you know, you need to have your high school coach be a proponent. Um, you need to stay on them because they're busy. Uh, they probably have 20 or 30 guys that are asking the same question, but you got to do it too. Uh, I just think that a lot of this stuff can be done for free. You know, I really do. I, 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 I'm trying to find the ROI too, like that. What are they getting in return for real, other than the acknowledgement that you're their support system for a year? Uh, I question it. Um, I'm very skeptical of anyone I hear that does it because I know how much of this stuff is free if someone just picks up their computer, opens it up, and is, is resourceful, you know? Um, I, I, I couldn't agree with you anymore, Then I mean, there's too, too many people who just pay for things that they can do themselves because they need direction or they want to throw money at something. If you want to throw money at something, throw money at training. Throw money at training. There's a lot of good trainers from up and down the East Coast, up and down the West Coast. There's a lot of people who are capable trainers. There's also a lot of people who scam you training who say, hey, I'm a kicking coach. You know, if you're a kicking coach, you're a kicking coach, you know. So, you know, I think that if people just did their research on who they're letting their kids speak to and who they're letting their kids do and not someone else's opinion, but rather, hey, Look who kids tag in their commitments. Look who kids thank. Look who kids go back to in college. Look what kids actually used to help them. And do your research. Don't just Google something and think that it's the right thing for your kids. So, I mean, that would be my message. And, you know, I uh, pretty outspoken about recruiting, you know, I, you know, and stuff like that. But, I mean, listen, there's, there's always the preferred walk-on who will beat people. You know, Maddox Trujillo earned this full scholarship. He had no offers. Austin PA took him in April. Kids outstanding. Okay. Ryan Coe went to Delaware, bet on himself, full scholarship to Delaware. Wouldn't wait on another power five school. He now had, I think he had six offers in the portal this year. You look at someone who's not my client. I believe he's Andrew Gantz's client. Just so I say that um, Chad Ryland from Eastern Michigan. He came out of the portal. He's fantastic. Was a walk-on I think you have five or six or seven full scholarships in the portal. So, you know, there are places that you could go. Let's talk Noah Getman. You tell me right now, Noah Getman's not going to be one of the best punters in the Mac, let alone FBS football. I mean, the kid played in a 2000 seat stadium with 40 mile an hour wins every, every week. At the same <laughs> draw, 44 yards a punt. I mean, you look at what he did in Delaware in the playoff game, 48 yards a punt, two for two field goals and four touchbacks. I mean, the kid's a star, you know, six foot five long, it's got unbelievable form and mechanics. Kid's an NFL punter, you know, and where, where'd he go? He went to Sacred Heart, a school that doesn't really even give a huge athletic money. And Joe Getman did a great job as a dad taking care of both of his kids. Obviously, they trained with you, came to me, which is fantastic. But Noah is the epitome of what's going on. You look at Shane McDonough from Towson, who's number one punting recruit here. I mean, the kids at NC State, he's going to be a star next year. You know, we, you know, those things matter if you're good like you said earlier with the transfer portal now pretty much being free agency if you're good they will find you that's really what it comes down to agreed and i want to shift to a lighter 
lighter, yeah. l- lighter, more positive note. Um, we are doing our first camp together on April 23rd and 4th in Cincinnati, Ohio. It's in uh, a beautiful place called uh, Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy. Uh, Brian Fetzer is the AD over there, and he approached me, and he's like, we'd love to have you, and you were my first thought, man. I, I, I don't go to the Midwest much, but I'm, I'm pumped to do this with you. I'd like you to um, give uh, the audience just a brief rundown of what to expect over this two-day event. Well, I'm going to tell you guys, number one, uh, we are training. We are not charting. Um, we are coming there and you are coming to get better. Uh, there's a lot of kids who are going to come and need a lot of work. And Dan, I'm sure from our signup sheet, we see we have some of the elite people in the entire region. Those kids who are elite, who need to have a touch up, you're going to take something from this camp that makes you better. Kids who are coming to learn and develop, you're going to get a routine that helps you develop over the entire two days, you know, and how you could take with you. We're going to have a lot of people come over and say hello. I know Ryan Coe is a starter at Cincinnati. Cole Smith's going to come over and say hello. Some of these guys are going to come and they want to say hello. We also probably will have anywhere between five and seven Division One commits who want to come and train because they not only want to hear Dan, Dan and his snapping staff's opinion, but as well as me and I'm going to bring Travis, Travis Malinowski and Seth with me, who everyone knows from us. You're going to train for two days. We're coming there and both of us love to be on the field. We're going to stand there. And we're going to make you better. And we're going to, I, me and Dan, I had, you were out of my lead camp just so we were able to determine how to, you know, it was awesome to see how you talk, I talk, let's bring what both of us say together and let's make this person better. Because, I mean, there's a lot of blend. I know you gave Matt Wright some unbelievable things that we also still talk about. Alex Davis, who could be one of the best two punters in the entire class, what he did with you and then just talking about his shoulders with me makes him a better punter. So, what everyone needs to know in Cincinnati, come out, train, come get better. we got some studs coming. Uh, best punter in the entire country, Drew Miller. Can't wait to see him. Um, we are, uh, we're going to have a really good training event where we come and make sure that you get better in those two days and take things away to make yourself even better. Yeah, and for the kids coming that are going to listen to this, which there's probably a number of them, uh, this is a free coaching clinic on Sunday at post camp on Sunday. We're going to break it into three, like 45 to an hour segment. So um, Adam, I think you close it out. I think I'm in the middle and I think Kendall Gammon leads it off. Um, so we're going to have an, uh, a long snappy component to it, a uh, field goal kickoff and, and, and a punting component uh, led by the three senior staff. Uh, Kendall Gammon is a phenomenal long snapper. He 15 year veteran chiefs was where he predominantly played. And now he's part of the, uh, Chiefs broadcast on, on Sundays in the morning. That I think it's the pregame show is what he runs. But he's going to come in and talk about gratitude, Adam, too, and it's brilliant. So when you and I are finishing up with the uh, the kicking component on Sunday, he'll start off the clinic with a, a little keynote speech on gratitude, and it's it's brilliant. I've heard him do it before, and I, I can't wait to hear it again. Um, so, again, if you could just uh, maybe close us out with – if there's a way that you prefer – Somebody wants to reach out to you that hasn't already. Uh, give us a maybe a, an option or two for that. Gotcha. All right, guys. On Twitter, I'm HK underscore Tanowski. On uh, on Instagram, I'm Adam Tanowski. But if you go on my website, my personal cell phone is then. I answer every text by myself. Always. There's never another person. You go right on my website. Get my cell phone. Any form of social is fine with me. And uh, you know we're always interested in having a conversation. And uh, you know we're. Uh, I'm excited to be part of this with Dan, uh, just so everyone knows. And let me say this. I don't partner with anybody. I don't even let other people on the field. Uh, I am thrilled 
to be partnered with Dan. He is, I am a fan of his work as well as someone who I am very happy to be collaborating with and, uh, you know, can't wait to be involved. He, uh, a lot of people have asked me to collaborate over the years and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's someone who speaks the same message that I do. Um, so, you know, we're, I'm excited guys, Adam Tanowski or HK underscore Tanowski. Just remember though, you are following me. Uh, you're not following the camp. You will see pictures of my son and my son kicking field goals and everything like that. But, uh, listen, man, I'm, I'm always available and we're excited for our summer and, you know, you can catch us. I don't even, I don't even know my YouTube channel, Seth does it. Uh, but you'll see our live feed for top 40 and underclassmen and, We'll have some fun on there as well. And we're always live on Instagram at every camp. I'm sure we'll be live at some point next weekend where we say hello with me and Dan at some point as well. So, you know, excited to be on this and really looking forward to next weekend in Cincinnati. It was an absolute pleasure. I knew you'd be good. Um, I, I, I really <laughs> thank you for, you know, you, cause you don't cut corners and um, there was nothing negative said. It was just honesty. And sometimes that, that, that comes across abrasive, but that's one thing I look, I, I just really respect you for is I know I'm going to get an authentic answer and um, that's greatly appreciated, especially in this industry. So um, thank you again. Uh, it means a lot to me again and, and everyone at fourth down focus that Adam Tanowski was able to share information that can and will benefit performance both on and off the field. Please give us a five-star rating, a review, subscribe to the show and share with a friend. If you have questions, suggestions for future topics or guests, or if you just have uh, feedback for the podcast, you can reach me, Dan Lundy, in several ways. Website is fourthdownu.com. Social media, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at fourthdownu. If you want to go Facebook, you can hit me up at Dan Space Lundy, but I will also have pictures of my daughters doing, that, doing athletic stuff. Uh, thanks again for joining us at Fourth Down Focus, presented by Ben Online. We'll see you next week with an exciting new guest, and I hope 2022 is treating each of you well. Remember, in all things, give thanks. Shut up and sit down. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.